Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Orbit Garrett Drilling's Fiscal 2021, the first quarter results conference call and webcast. At this time, all lines are in listen-only mode. Following management's remarks, we will conduct a question and answer session. If at any time during this call you require immediate assistance, please press star zero for the operator. Uh, please be aware that certain information discussed today may be forward-looking and that actual results could differ materially. Uh, certain uh, non-IFRS financial measurements will also be discussed. Uh, please refer to the company's CDAR filings for additional information on both risk factors and non-IFRS measures. This call is being recorded on Thursday, November 12, 2020. I would now like to turn the conference over to uh, Mr. Eric Alexander, President and CEO of Orbit Garrett. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you, Colin, and good morning, ladies and gentlemen. With me on the call is Alain Laplante, CFO. Following my opening remarks, Alain will review our financial results, and I will conclude with comments on our outlook. We will then welcome questions. Our domestic drilling business regained substantial momentum during the quarter as we continue to gradually ramp up our operations following the project shutdowns and drilling activity reduction that we experienced due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Canada revenue was $31.4 million, only $4 million less than we reported in Q1 last year. Our ramp up in Canada is still ongoing and our utilization rates have not reached pre-pandemic levels. However, we are encouraged by the solid demand we are seeing from junior, intermediate and senior mining companies. With current gold prices at historically high levels and with the easing of COVID-related business restrictions, our customers are steadily re-engaging their exploration and mine development programs. The ramp-up of our international operation has not moved as quickly as, it, as in Canada as these countries are facing more heightened COVID-related restrictions. However, we are seeing increased project opportunities in these markets. We responded to challenging market conditions by reducing our costs and capital expenditures at the outset of the pandemic. We lower our general and administrative costs by approximately 20% in the first quarter compared to Q1 last year, which contributed to the increased profitability we generated in the quarter despite reduced drilling activity. We believe that some of the cost reduction measures we have implemented will have a sustained positive impact on our financial performance. And importantly, we have maintained the flexibility to continue ramping up operation as customer demand improves. As we continue to ramp up our existing drilling projects and pursue new project opportunities both in Canada and internationally, we continue to monitor COVID-19 and overall market conditions closely while prioritizing the health and safety of our employees and the communities in which we operate. We'll now turn the call over to Alain to review our financial results. Thank you, Eric, and good morning, everyone. 
Our fiscal 2021 first quarter revenue totaled $35.6 million, down from $43.3 million in Q1 a year ago, reflecting the negative impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on drilling activities. Canada revenue totaled $31.4 million, a decline of approximately 11% from Q1 last year, and international revenue was $4.2 million, a decline of approximately 46% from Q1 a year ago. Our drill utilization rate was 50% in the quarter, compared to 62% in Q1 a year ago. As Eric noted, our utilization rates remained below pre-pandemic levels. However, our Q1 utilization rate was well ahead of the 42% that we had in the fourth quarter of fiscal 2020, demonstrating the steady return of drilling activity. We drilled approximately 351,000 meters in the quarter, compared to 387,000 in Q1 last year, a decline of 9%. Gross profit for the quarter was $8.7 million, or 24.6% of revenue, compared to $6.9 million, or 16% of revenue in Q1 last year. Adjusted gross margin, excluding depreciation expenses, was 31.3%, compared to 21.3% in Q1 last year. Our cost of contract revenue was reduced by $2.4 million in Q1 this year as a result of financial support from the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy, or CEWS, program, which positively impacted gross profit and margins. This positive impact was partially offset by reduced drilling activity as a result of the pandemic. GN expenses were $3.2 million in the quarter, or 9.1% of revenue, compared to tech. $4.4 million, or 10.1% of revenue in Q1 last year. The decline in GNA expenses reflect a $0.2 million reduction resulting from the financial support we received from the CEWS program and the cost reduction measure we implemented following the onset of the pandemic, as Eric noted earlier. EBITDA for the quarter increased to $8.4 million from $5.1 million dollars in Q1 last year. The increase reflects $2.6 million of financial support we received from the CWS program. Net earnings for the quarter increased to $3.5 million or $0.09 cents a share from $1.1 million or $0.03 cents a share in Q1 last year. The increase in net earnings reflects improved gross margins, cost reduction measures, and financial support from the CEWS program, partially offset by reduced drilling activity. Turning to our balance sheet, we repaid a net amount of $2.1 million in the quarter on our credit facility, compared to a withdrawal of $3.3 million in Q1 last year. Our long-term debt under the credit facility, including $1 million US dollars drawn from our US dollar revolving facility in the current portion, was $26.6 million as of September 30, 2020, compared to $28.7 million as at June 30, 2020, our fiscal 2020 year end. Further amendments to the credit facility were executed in March and June of 2020 to modify certain of the financial components applicable to Q4 2020 and future quarters. As a result of these measures, we expect to continue to meet our obligations under our credit facilities. As at September 30, 2020, our working capital position was $56.8 million compared to $52.1 million at the end of fiscal 2020. 
I'll now turn the call back to Eric for closing comments. Eric. Thanks, Alain. Market conditions remain uncertain. We cannot predict how long it will take for customer demand to reach pre-pandemic levels or what impact the current resurgence of COVID-19 cases in certain regions of Canada could have on our business. But we have managed the crisis effectively so far, and I am confident that we will continue to do so. We are generating improved profitability despite reduced drilling activity, maintaining a solid financial position, and we are well positioned to continue ramping up our operation as demand improves. There are now more opportunities emerging from both our domestic and international operation. With the price of gold currently above 1800 US dollars an ounce, gold mining has become highly profitable, even for higher cost producers. We would expect demand for gold drilling to accelerate as market conditions stabilize. We generated approximately three quarters of our revenue from gold-related drilling in the first quarter, so we are well positioned to capitalize. It is also important to note that copper prices have rebounded strongly since dropping in the spring as a result of the pandemic. Copper is currently close to a five-year high, and, and the underlying supply-demand fundamentals of the commodity remain solid. This should support customer demand in our Chilean operation. Before opening up the line to questions, I want to note that Bill Gula has decided to retire from our board of directors and will not be standing for re-election at our annual meeting of shareholders next month. Bill has been a director since 2011 and made major contribution to our company. Paul Carmel also retired from our board earlier this year. We wish them the best in their future endeavors. We recently appointed two new independent directors, Pierre Rougeau and Nicole Veilleux. They are both highly skilled and experienced, ensuring continued strong leadership going forward. That concludes our formal remark. Alain and I will now be pleased to answer any question. Colin, please begin the question period. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll now begin the question and answer session. Should you have a question, please press star, followed by one on your touchtone phone. You'll hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request and your questions will be polled in the order they are received. Should you wish to decline from the polling process, please press star, followed by two. If you're using a speakerphone, please lift the handset before pressing any keys. One moment for your first question. Okay, uh, so your first question comes from uh, James Moore from J.R. Moore uh, Association or Associates. Uh, one moment, uh, James, please go ahead. Hey guys, uh, thanks for taking my question. Good morning, James. Um, morning. First, uh, congrats on a nicely profitable quarter. That was, that's great to see. Um, can you talk a little bit about the uh, the gross margins? Uh, for, they they look pretty good, even even with the uh, the government benefit. Um, it seems like specialized drilling is, is still down a little bit, you know, relative to historical. Um, so can you just talk a little bit about where the, the good margins are coming from and, and is, is there any more government assistance that's expected in, in coming quarters? So first of all, James, I would like to answer to this question about the gross margin. As, as we had explained in the, our yearly end results uh, conference call, uh, we 
had uh, a start uh, a revision of all of our uh, procedures in, internally, and now we can reduce costs and be more uh, cost effectively as, as a company. So we are talking about being like a new uh, way to, to go, or let's call it the Orbit 2.0. So we have been uh, able to, to revise those procedures and, and, and uh, we have reduced uh, first uh, some costs about the administration, but as well as the way we manage operation. And these, uh, these measures have been implemented uh, from there and uh, this is one of the explanations why today we are able to in improve uh, profitability in terms of the gross margin. That's one point. Uh, second, uh, we have been uh, uh, also uh, uh, some kind of with the uh, let's call it the, the tailwind right now with the the the, uh, the market is more busy and uh, we're starting to be able to increase uh, prices with certain clients uh, moving forward and, and this is uh, about you know the demand we have we are facing right now especially in Canada where we we have a a lot more demand that put us in a position where we we we, we have more torque, I would say. For for the to answer your question about the subsidy, we'll let Alain just to to complete this one. Yes, uh, thanks, Eric. In fact, in regards of the subsidy, the CWS program is based on the level of revenue that the company is generating uh, during the current period compared to uh, last year. So as our business is ramping up, uh, we expect it would be a minimal. Uh, amounts that would be uh, that we will receive in coming months, so it won't be as much as we received already. So, uh, as long as the situations remain the way it is right now, so we don't expect to receive uh, that much money in coming quarters. Our operations will just improve as level of activity is increasing. Okay, great, thanks. And um, and just maybe higher level can you can you go a little more into detail on just the market generally what you saw maybe september october and yeah you know, the first little bit of november i guess here in terms of um where the junior drillers really are or where the junior uh you know exploration's coming in now is there any are you starting to see the impact of the earlier fundraising from the summer kick in yet or is that still expected to be more more in the winter. You touched a good point, James. Uh, you, you know, usually there is a lag between the time that uh, the company are finance uh, themselves and uh, and when the, this money goes to the ground for drilling. Uh, usually we have the lag of, let's say, six, eight months. Uh, but now, uh, especially in Canada, we have uh, more demand uh, day over day. You know, if if you were asking me this question in September, I would say it's the beginning. Now I can say today, October, November, that it's there. We receive more demand for for drilling, and we're starting to see the drill uh, utilization rate in in Quebec and Ontario being very busy. So that's giving us a little bit more torque about negotiating uh, the price. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, there there would be at some point a lack of experienced driller. Uh, availability uh, that we will have to address that would put pressure on our cost uh, for for manpower. But having said that, it's a good problem for us because that means that we have more demand than, than offer, so that it's a perfect environment to increase uh, our prices and margin slash our margins. 
So that's uh, all, all good. Actually, we see this demand going up, uh, continue going up in, in Canada, which is reflecting the capacity of, of the majors, the intermediate and juniors to finance. So right now we are seeing more, uh, more and more juniors uh, from, from the, the, the bid uh, process out there. In terms of the international uh, operation, we lag uh, some kind of a little bit more uh, from Canada operation, but we are starting to see uh, more positive signs right now. We have very good discussion with, with potential customer that could uh, be translated into uh, more business internationally. So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a good environment for us, and we do foresee improvement moving forward. Okay. Yeah, that, that's that sounds great. Um, yeah. Is that is that um, international specifically? Um, you know, is that is that a general statement, or is that Africa, South America, or any any one or the other more more opportunity in in any specific area? No, it's it's, it's general. Uh, okay. You know, both both uh, both sector that we have internationally, West Africa and Chile, have been more challenged, I would say, uh, from the COVID restriction, especially for the, the you know to the 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 place where we operate, where mines are, have been more affected by COVID nineteen restriction, as opposed to where we operate here in Canada and in, into the ABTB region in in northeastern Ontario. So that has a direct impact on the demand we had or the postponing of some project. But now we see this situation being under control in Chile and West Africa when we're starting to resume our operation. And we have to understand as well in Q1 every year, we have the West Africa having uh, the, the rainy season impact as well. So now uh, on, on both places, we will start to ramping up, and we are seeing some more opportunity moving ahead, which is very interesting. Okay, great. And in terms of cash generation, I mean, that, that was really great for the quarter. Um, so it allowed you to pay down some debt. Um, CapEx is, is is pretty low still. Um, is, this, is this kind of just bare bones maintenance capital? capex or or you know is there anything being delayed there that'll have to catch up eventually or or is this just something that, that you're able to keep for the time no, being it's, it's a you know it's something again a discipline that you know we have been putting because of covid restriction in a in situation but on the other hand uh, moving forward if we do see opportunities to grow uh, we will for sure make some capex if we need if we need and we have to remember that we built also most of our drills that give us a edge to uh, to accept new contract uh, there would be some opportunities and we will uh, select the best opportunities for our company but right now uh, you know we will maintain uh, this discipline to do as less capex as we can in order to protect cash, protect cash, and generate uh, uh, enough uh, enough cash flow to to reduce the debt load. Uh, but on the other hand, if we can increase uh, sales and profitability, uh, we'll do. James, just to be just to be clear, is our equipment is well maintained and continue to be well maintained, even though. Uh, capex or maintenance capex were reduced. We have to keep in mind that last year, pre-pandemic, as our revenue were growing, so we had retrofitted some equipment at that time. But we have the equipment at the 
at the stage where we want it. It's just a matter for us to uh, continue to maintain them, which we are doing. So this is really important to us. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice to hear. And um, it was also great to see the, the paying down the debt. Um, you know, you, even just incrementally. Do we have any expectations as to, you know, is there is there a cadence in terms of the debt reduction? Is it expected to be at a regular rate, or is it just kind of opportunistically, whenever you generate a good amount of cash flow, you expect it to pay a little down, depending on if that makes more sense than investing for growth? James, we have been through uh, lots of up and down cycle, and now uh, we are very comfortable with the you know, our structure that we have put in place. Um, uh, we will focus on uh, reduce the debt load for sure. Uh, on the other hand, you know, we look at, you know, ratios that uh, covers our debt. I mean, uh, EBITDA versus uh, debt load there. And uh, if we foresee to increase EBITDA margins out there, we do have more capacity out there, but the general, uh, 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 target would be to reduce the debt moving forward unless uh, we have interesting uh, opportunities, either if it's an acquisition or uh, potential contracts, you know, we will uh, uh, analyze if it's good for all the investors. Okay, great. Thanks for uh, the update. I'll uh, get back in the queue. Thank you very much, James. Ladies and gentlemen, as a reminder, should you have a question, please press star followed by one. Okay, it appears there are no further questions at this time. Please proceed. So if there are no more questions, we'll terminate the call. Thank you everyone for participating and uh, wish you all good health. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your conference call for today. We thank you for participating and ask that you please disconnect your lines. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.